AWE was last weekend and WWDC is this week. Welcome to Metaversity, your first stop for everything on the new frontier of Metaverse and everything blockchain. I'm Chris with Kristen and we'll explore this new world together. So Augmented World Expo started last week or happened last week. And I think there was a few things you saw that were pretty amazing that we could maybe kind of kick off and, and talk uh, a little bit about. Yeah, I think um, my, well, my favorite about what I saw um, was uh, this thing called the Galea. Is that the headset with the little it brain is. ticklers? You know what? I'm going to just pull it up here really quick on my um, little screen. Oh, I guess I should do that with my mouse. Huh? Where is it? There we go. So it is, <laughs> it's pretty impressive, actually. Um, I forget what it won uh, at AWE, but um, it's the, they're saying it's the bridge between mixed reality and neurotechnology. That's interesting. So, um, so you've got like your normal, like what you would think of as like a VR headset kind of thing. Right. Um, and then they've paired that. You now we've had a few of these, uh, topics kind of come up where, um, in past episodes where we've talked about the, the way that they're trying to allow us to interface with technology in the future and, okay. um, by just like using our brains and stuff. And that's kind of what this is. So, um, it says, uh, whether your team is exploring the future of immersive entertainment or on the verge of discovering a scientific breakthrough breakthrough galea combined with the uh i wrote this vario <laughs> the, the pronouncement the, of that the names one. are hard to pronounce um, arrow it's, well it well, at least you're butchering the name this time instead of me i, I like it i think when i when i did like the the phonetic how do you say this word thing it said it was finnish so uh i guess it's finnish um anyway it will uh it pairs basically it's this technology with that headset mm -hmm. um it it uh and some little um they can almost look like <laughs> do you remember it, we talked about that show upload upload it's got the uploaded. little it's got the little thingies it that has kinda... little thingies they kind of look like little coral bits anyway um so i'm going to scroll down because they had them right here um and, and i think that's part of the eeg so i wonder is. if that's how it kind of like so touches your head it's making enough. contact with your brain and um and it's so yeah, I mean it's an EEG. So uh, an EEG for anyone curious and about what that is, you've probably heard the term before, but it's a, it's a test that measures electrical activity in the brain using usually mm -hmm. um, like little mass little metal discs, little electrodes attached to the scalp. Now I've had this done before for like a sleep study. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so they uh, they have these instead. Which is so, kind of interesting. Well, it's nice because you don't have like a ton of like wires hanging off your head. You like, you know, you kind of you look like a science experiment in the doctor's office uh, or, yeah. <laughs> or maybe something, you know, Doc Brown would set up on you, you know, if you're a science fiction person. But, <laughs> but this is a little bit more. Yeah, this I mean, this looks a lot cooler um, for sure. So it says it's uh, got a polymer active electrode at the centerpiece of the world's most comfortable dry EEG system. So like there's none of that weird like goo that they have to put on to put the electrode on to make the contact or anything. But it's really it's kind of neat because they're they're pairing this with what looks like a VR headset. So I also mm -hmm. pulled that up and that's the Vario Arrow. Um, I, it, they look like they go for about two grand. Oh, that's not not 
cheap. Uh, yeah, it's not like Oculus or anything, but I, I, I'm sure there's a reason. So, you know, if you dive in and you start looking at, you know, what tech is actually in that headset, I'm sure it starts to make sense. Like they say they have dual mini LED displays, edge to edge clarity throughout um, the aspheric lenses, um, enhanced ergonomics, which, you know, the headpiece that comes with this is looks really comfortable. Um, looks like it takes a lot of the weight off the front of your face, which is kind of nice. But, um, but yeah, so I think it's kind of, I think it's a neat kind of step towards the right direction. Cause mm -hmm. in the end, that's one of those problems that you're trying to solve as we, you know, start to figure out where the technology is headed. Right. Well, like all anything related to the immersiveness, it's not just the visual. Well, I'm, I'm more talking about like, how do you interact with this technology of the future? Mm -hmm. So, um, when when we're interacting in here, we have this combination of this virtual environment, right? Right. And, and the physical stuff in our um, desk space, for example. Um, so, like, you can't see it in this visual setting. But I have, if you've lifted your headset, I have a keyboard and I have a notepad um, with a pen. And I have... Uh, the little pieces for controlling here. So I have those handy. I don't, I don't tend to need them in here, but that's, you know, I have all of this stuff around and um, I use it in order to be able to navigate in mm -hmm. this world. So I have these little Oculus hand pieces um, and, but they allow some of the apps most like this app does allows for, you know, you to just use your hands. And that's one way to be able to navigate, but I can't type very easily. So I ha that's why I have the keyboard. So if I needed to pull up another tab in here, I have my mouse and I can, you know, go to that tab or whatever and show you the things with, but I have to physically use a mouse. I have to physically right. use a keyboard in this world. There's no good way in this kind of environment to actually like type. And because that's the way that we interact with web two, we have to type. In Web three, that doesn't necessarily have to be the way that we interact no, with it. No, it can be. But we have to work out the best ways to interact with it. So when you're seeing people using like, you know, this technology, it's like, oh, okay, so that could definitely be uh, a very viable path that this takes, where the technology um, is, you know, working directly with your brain. Sure. Um, it could also be this combination between what you what you think and what you say that mm -hmm. actually does it um, kind of like interacting with the, you know, your smart home stuff and, you know, kind of the spatial computing stuff that right. we have now. Um, so uh, you, you do you do that usually with your voice, but some of those are also leveraging like the cameras that they have in the systems themselves, like mm -hmm. Google uh, recently had their um, IO conference or whatever, and they released some stuff about, oh, I guess I should probably minimize that because I'm like, I keep changing things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they have the cameras that are in those devices, like their right. Google Home, Nest Homes and stuff, and they use those to help track whether or not now, um, whether or not you are actually talking to the thing, like saying, hey, I need my assistant. I don't want to as say it because to we have to those in the house. <laughs> as opposed to saying, you know, 
exactly. So yeah. they can just know that you're talking to it instead of somebody else. Exactly. Instead of having to say, hey, assistant, you know, insert name here. Well, and it's kind of creepy too. On occasion, sometimes it thinks you're talking to it and it just kind of inserts itself into the conversation. You yeah. get a, hey, I, I don't understand what you're saying or whatever Siri it is. Siri does that all the time. Yeah, I Siri's really bad. Watch, make sure she didn't just pick that up. But yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating, honestly, because it's like, yeah, I wasn't actually calling for the assistant at that right. point. I'm just saying the name. And, you know, I can't talk about the technology or whatever without something going off. But if you leverage cameras that are in those devices to look and they can intelligently tell if mm -hmm. you're actually talking to it. Right. You know, I think that helps make things a lot more um, convenient and a lot more seamless. And that helps you interface with that technology. I mean, that you don't have keyboards to those. So you have to have a different way. Sure. Um, that makes perfect sense. So yeah. So anyway, back to the Galea, Galea, Galea. Um, that, that's really in exciting to me because I'm like, oh, okay. So I just put this on. I don't have to do anything special. It's got the little phalanges or whatever inside and they just, you know, connect to your scalp or whatever and all, you're off and running. You know, I can, it reminds me of that science experiment that you would do when you go to the um, science museum and you, you try really to move the, move the ball. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's cool. I, I look forward to seeing how they're going to use that um, technology, whether it's the, maybe operate the menus and stuff inside the headset a little bit better or, or hopefully it'll even be yeah. part of your experience well, as well. Well, if you well. pair that with voice and pair that with um, like the eye tracking that some of the headsets mm -hmm. are putting inside, um, I think you get, I think you're starting to see a picture of like how this is actually going to work and, and you don't have to have a computer or whatever. You can, it'll just be there, mm -hmm. you know, and really integrated in our lives. I, I'm excited for what that, what that kind of does. I, I'm looking forward to maybe getting my hands on one of those. Cause I think that'd be pretty neat to play around with. Yeah. Um, of course also at AWE, right. Was magically, they were there. Um, they were talking about kind of the next, their next release, the magic leap two and how they're going to be doing that for business. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, we've we've talked already a little bit about right. that. I, that's not really news, but And they're they're trying to get in the same space as like HoloLens and Right, right. So um one of the other things let me switch to the mouse over here. Get it going again there. So one of the other things is um so they had like so they're about augmented reality. So they kind of have these Augie awards that they give. And that's kind of how I found the Galea. Um, but they also like gave an award for the best use of a commercial or best commercial app, I guess it was. And it, it went to Lowe's. So um, to Lowe's. Yeah. It went I, to I don't Lowe's. think I would think of Lowe's as being I somebody know. that would even be a competitor in that that area. Yeah. It's kind of, so, it's kind of like, Oh, that's just not where my brain goes to. And I feel a little disappointed actually that, that Lowe's of, is the winner. Like they're the winner this year. This the best conference. one, the best one here is Lowe's. So, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> it it's intuitive end to end room scanning, uh, measurement and estimate experience available now in the Lowe's iOS app. So they use, um, in the iOS devices, uh, you know how they have LiDAR in there now. Right. So they're using the camera and they're using LiDAR and they pair that together and they're essentially creating a map of your home. And then they use that to um, uh, help measure your space. And then you can even get estimates for like 
flooring or whatever in there. Sure. So, it, I mean, it, it's a very I don't want to downplay what it is. It's no, very it's practical. very practical use. and Yeah. It's just, it's not like exciting or really like, wow, you know. It, sure. It's not flashy or anything. So, I, I'm a little, that's why I'm a little disappointed. I was just hoping for something better. I mean, we got, we're going to put this one up. Volograms was another one that was in the kind of winner's category. So um, you basically can create like these versions of yourself, you right. record. So you're just using a video of you. Okay. And um, and it creates a little 3D U. And then you can place that 3D U in other environments or you can scale it up or scale it down or whatever. And well, it's still pretty neat. I mean, it's cool. I could see, you know, your your TikTok people really kind of liking that. Yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like when you're like scrolling through their website examples, that kind of feels like what it is. Yeah. Something for the it's TikTok very, crowd very or TikTok-y. In, or uh, the Snap crowd. Yeah. So, I mean, from what I could tell, that was kind of the like the ones that grabbed my attention. They were kind of the highlights, you know, um, AWE has happened like every yeah. year now for like, I don't know, 15 years or something, maybe longer. They've been around for a long time. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of hoping there would be a little bit more, little but bit more. you know, like when you're like, <laughs> okay, well, one of the keynote speakers on day two was magic leap and you're like, okay, you didn't tell me anything new. So thanks for that. That was just a big giant waste of time. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, not to jump too far ahead, but it, it may make sense to, to start to talk about this, but WWDC was started today actually too. Yes. Yes. And I think because so essentially starting um, back quite a ways uh, and actually uh, going back to like last year, even there's been references to this reality OS, um, which a lot of people think is what the operating system is going to be for the Apple. Either it's a mixed reality or augmented reality glasses or, or whatever it ends up being. Right. Apple doesn't admit that they're working on glasses yet, even though we know that, their board members have, you know, had a preview of them no, and all of that stuff. They've admitted that. Have they admitted yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they said it a while ago. I, I thought I saw something where they still maybe maybe they they're not ta- they they're not coming clean on when the release will be. Well, that's probably, that's definitely like it's not ready. Yeah, it's not ready yet, and Apple's notorious for not, you know, I mean, putting stuff out there until it's ready. There's definitely a chance that it doesn't see the light of day for a long time. Yeah. Um, because of how Apple kind of works for this stuff. Like they just, if it's not, re- like you said, if it's not ready. Sure. Then they don't release it. But um, the reality is they had some version of it that they had in a board meeting. Right. And we, talk, I, we talked about it a while back on a yeah, on yeah. The podcast. And I think there was some additional excitement too, because they did that. And then they had some trademark filings registered um under reality o systems which is a, a shell company that apple owns that they use sometimes when they're trying to uh kind of stay a little bit you know under the radar right um even though people know they use that shell company for for doing that kind of stuff so then it, with that you know some of those filings actually had a deadline of the 8th which is you know a couple days after you know wwdc starts even so I think a lot of people are kind of hoping maybe during this week they're going to say something related to that 
um, to the release. Well, but... and, and you know that Apple, um, like according to a report from the New York Times, Apple was reportedly teaming up with Hollywood directors to create video yeah. content for um, upcoming AR and VR, their AR, VR, whatever you want to call it, headset. Right. So, um, and, you know, that, I, that all kind of pairs together, you know, I think, I think it's impending. I, I think it is too. I'm, I'm at su- least a sneak peek. I, I'm surprised that, um, you know, at the time of recording this, it was the first day and they had the keynote, um, speaker today or speech right. today. And they didn't, uh, I got to see 90% of it today. Um, I missed a little bit of it, but. I don't think they would have announced it at the beginning. It probably would have been more towards the end. They usually save the best stuff for last. And I feel like that would have probably been the best stuff. Right. Plus I haven't seen any articles about it either. So I'm pretty sure they didn't bring it up today. So that's kind of a surprise that that wouldn't have been part of the keynote, but they still have a whole week's worth of events. So maybe yeah, I thought they had something on the docket too, like all about AR or so. And if they're doing a AR specific event, maybe it's going to be for that. Yeah, it could be. They could hold on to it. I don't know. I mean, gosh, I'm ready. I'm ready to see it. You know, I know well, everybody is, but <clears throat> if they're the first one out with something and it, it's, you know, kind of like what the iPod was or iPhone was, you know, it, it could really jumpstart the industry. Yeah. I think it's debatable whether iPhone is the best phone out there. I know a lot of Android fanatics that would tell you it's not sure. Um, but it's hard to not say that the iPhone didn't change smartphones for everybody. Before then you had kind of like a windows phone. It looked like it ran small version of windows and it was, you know, terrible and clunky and you had blackberries and then iPhone came along and I was like, Oh, this could actually be, you know, useful. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know. We're going to keep an eye out and see if, uh, something comes out this week and, you know, yeah, we'll try to try to make sure we like, you know, get in there. Uh, pretty quick with a podcast update on it. Yep, absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully we get lucky and they come out with something. Um, so on kind of more of a serious note, something a lot of people are watching is we're kind of in that uh, crypto winter. I, I know a lot of people refer to it as. I don't think people really like hearing about the crypto. No, winter. I think Hon- it's a, honestly, you know, because it's kind of negative, and you know, you're. Everybody it, who's, it's not kind of negative. People have like lost their pants. People have lost billions of dollars or millions of dollars on it. And, um, and there's actually been some stories, um, that have been positive that there's going to be some positives that come out of this. Unfortunately, this is probably not one of them. Um, Coinbase has been pulling back and it's something everybody's watching on some of their hires. And it's not just, it's a um, hiring freeze right now. Yeah, but it's not even just a hiring freeze. Even some of the people that they off made offers to, they've rescinded the offers. Oh. So they've even gone back and pulled back some of these job offers they've had. Um, and so that's something to kind of keep a, an eye on. Now they're saying they're restructuring and because of the downturn in the market, they're, you know, kind of, um, you know, changing direction a little bit and trying to, you know, do what's right for the company. But, you know, the crypto markets have really struggled. And then, you know, they had a, an NFT marketplace that hasn't really done very well for them either. So they've they've kind of been hurting there. But you can't really just say it's it's Coinbase. Like, I think everybody's surprised because Coinbase is kind of the, the biggest one. Right. Um, but, you know, some of the other ones are struggling too. Gemini, um, 
has cut 10% of their staff. And then Rain, which is a large crypto exchange based out of the Middle East, has also laid off dozens of people too. So it's kind of affected a lot of people um, in that industry too. So it's not just Coinbase that's having uh, some struggles right now. Well, it makes sense, right? Like, you know, people are losing money left and right right now. And it's happening not just with crypto, as we've talked about in the past. Like, it's it's kind of across the board. If you're, you know, investing in stuff, like, it's kind of just rough right now. You're buying stocks it's or whatever. A, it's a global thing between yeah. inflation and, you know, no matter where you live. And, um, you know, in I know we have some international people. I haven't paid attention to gas around the world, but gas prices right now have you know, pretty much doubled, you know, compared to what we're used to. They have here, uh, here, you know, yeah. and typically if it's doubled here, it's usually worse in other places. Um, right. so, you know, I know a lot of people are probably struggling there and until we get to the point where crypto is treated more like, like the currency it was intended to. And we've talked about that some on the last podcast, you know, it's, it's probably going to have that same kind of sway as like stock market and right that kind of stuff. So, um, I know everybody's kind of paying attention to it. I think it's going to recover. I, you of know, of course it will. You know, this is a, I mean, a new technology that's here to stay. Yeah, I think the big thing is you got to keep in mind. Like right now, everybody's kind of playing it like it's an investment in stocks or whatever. Like they're treating mm-hmm. it like that. And until we have the actual utility of that crypto, um, you know, more available to everyone like the ability to spend the crypto like currency right as intended as intended you know until we hit that that point in time this is what we're stuck with and you know i don't think the technology goes away just because people don't like you know people are losing their pants right now i I get it it sucks but that's well it is what it is right now and it's things like this that help people improve the technology too so you don't have as much so but we're we're i feel like we're fast approaching that spot right you know and the more people get into it the more people get familiar with crypto and the the benefits and and all all that that. stuff happens yes so like and gas right exactly like the gas for transactions right gas like you put in your car but different um but when that comes down and all of that like you start at that point you'll see daps pick up and Mm -hmm. you know actual utility for all of the crypto start to really happen and it'll just i feel like that's going to snowball really fast right and then at that point you're going to be like oh okay yeah this is what crypto's for mm-hmm. and the rest of it's going to still happen because it happens with fiat money yep so i totally agree um so we're gonna kind of keep a, a close eye on that as well and then yeah. related to crypto uh, I've got another story that I think is is really great because when you hear about politicians talking about regulating crypto um, or anybody talk about the dangers of crypto, um, is they, they talk about how easy it is to get scammed out of your cryptocurrency and for people right. to, to do bad things and, and that kind of thing. Well, they, there's a lot of fear-mongering um, or just spread of misinformation, right. maybe it is. I I don't know which way you want to say it goes. But, um, you know, where people are just saying like, oh, hey, you know, you can't track it. It's anonymous and it's all these things. And like, it's not, I mean, it's a distributed ledger. Like everybody can see the transactions happening on the blockchain. 
Well, and it's all right there. And that's exactly um, what the story is. So I think sometimes when there's new technology, you, you hear our, all the fear mongering. And then some of it may even have a, a hint of truth only because people haven't caught up to the technology. Uh, like law enforcement hasn't caught up to the technology or, or whatever. So the story I have um, was there was a poor guy. And it's like a lot of these stories that you hear, you know, there's a poor guy, he's lonely, um, got into an online relationship, um, and somehow over the course of a period of time, he gave hundreds of thousands of dollars of worth of cryptocurrency to somebody in a fake romance kind of thing. Mm. So, so, you know, he had that. Somebody scammed him out of that hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars worth. That sucks. I well, mean, you hear about that as that happens even not with crypto. Yeah, even with not with crypto. There was like a you ever you we've watched that show, uh, Trafficked. Yeah. And she did a whole episode on on that. Like people in Nigeria, I think it was, right? That she um, found. Well, it was kinda actually crazy where some of those people were like Nigeria was one, but then surprisingly, Israel and Jamaica were a couple other locations where some of these people were working out of uh, Jamaica was more of the type of scam like we're talking about where right, it's like a right. fake romance kind of thing. And then Israel was more of a, um, I guess kind of almost white collar crime where they would set up things almost like Ponzi schemes and get people to invest into them. And then after they got to a certain point, they would just fold it all up and disappear. Right. Um, but all of it's terrible. It's all, it's all horrible. Um, this deputy director attorney, for Santa Clara, California. Uh, her name is Erin West. And she's actually started using um, some new digital tools to track uh, cryptocurrency transactions on the blockchain. Hmm. And so when, you know, this poor gentleman got scammed, uh, she was able to use those tools to track the transactions uh, of that criminal that scammed him out of his money uh, on the blockchain until he got to the point that he went to a major exchange to try to either launder the money or pull it out or, or do whatever. So she was able to, because the ledger is just out there in the open, right? She was able to track the movements of this person. And, um, you know, turns out that person was living in a country that has basically no extradition treaty. So, you know, not much you could do for arresting that criminal um but because it went to a large exchange they were able to get a warrant and work with that exchange and freeze the assets and get that money back to the person that um was scammed out of it interesting so you know yeah there's a, a bit of anonymousness to it but you know my thought is if you were to try to do that same thing with a centralized bank if you're like Hey, I think this guy has been scammed out of some money and I right. think, you know, they're bouncing it from account to account. Can I, can I kind of take a look? And I'm pretty sure the bank would say, where's your warrant? And, and eventually a warrant was issued to the exchange, but she was able to track it until it got to that point very, you know, with her new knowledge and, and digital tools that she has and her department that she's kind of trained to work with, you know, more technology based crime like this, she was able to track it down and, and get this guy, his cryptocurrency back. Huh? So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. And it's, well, and it's a definitely an example of like what, 
<laughs> you know, for any of the fear mongering or misinformation that's been shared, I mean, this is completely proof that that's just not well, it doesn't have a basis in reality. And they were able to use existing laws. They didn't have to make more laws. Right. They didn't also have, great. They didn't have to regulate anything. Um, yeah. They just had to catch up with the technology. Their technology to fight crime had right. to catch up with the technology that was being used. The, you know, the blockchain wasn't, you know, the evildoer in all of this. It's right. the criminal like it always is in any, any crime. And they just had to catch up with the, the technology. So I yeah. thought it was kind of neat. I, I like, I wanted to kind of talk about it. I, I think most people that probably listen to this are kind of on the same page as we are, but you know, we've, you know, talked to people that don't know much about cryptocurrency. Yeah. Uh, and that's usually the first, one of the first fears they have. And you know, they've heard the politicians or whoever. Right. And that's the first thing they say is, well, you know, all the scammers are there and yeah, they're going to take all your cryptocurrency and, you know, right, right. And the reality is they can do it. If you're prone to that type of scam, it doesn't matter if it's cryptocurrency or fiat money or gold coins or whatever it is. Yeah. They can figure they can figure out how to get it out of you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad that that's kind of the the reality of the world. But that is that is where things are. I mean, you know. Yeah, they're they're we good. We hear at what, about that all the time. We just we had a dinner or whatever with friends that they were telling us about how their mom just had gotten scammed and that wasn't crypto related, but it was the exact same, same idea. You know, they, it was a, it was like a love thing, I think. And you know, she, no, 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 it wasn't, but it was a family thing. So they kind of prayed similarly. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I mean, it sucks that it happens. It'd be nice to be able to stop it, but at least in this instance, like if they can help kind of recoup that, then, that person that got scammed isn't completely out, you know? Exactly. It's all right. Well, on that note, nope. uh, be sure to subscribe, hit like, you yeah, know, leave us a review, review. and we'll uh, catch you on the next, next one. one.